Hey, Wild Country Nation, it's time for your Saturday morning wake-up call. Northwest Wild Country is on the air. Welcome to America's number one fishing, hunting, and outdoors radio show. And it's all brought to you by Waypoint Marine Group in Ballard and by Garmin Electronics. Now your Wild Country crew, Dwayne England, and your host, Joel Shangle. Here we are. 2017 is officially is officially here, and I have already correctly entered it into my checkbook for the very first time. Oh, you have? My first check and wrote 2017. I consider it a success already. That's pretty darn good, because yeah. I guarantee it's going to take me about four or five. You still write checks? You're like that old lady yeah, yeah, right. in the checkout line at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> And yeah. I always seem to get stuck behind three or four of them in a row that yeah, pull too. out the checkbook. Yeah, me too. I figured why try to beat them, just join them. I'm right, like, are you balancing right your checkbook before you get out of here, ma'am? We really don't have time for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, easy. Oh, you're exploding already. Oh, easy. Anyway. Equipment failure. Well, good morning, Wild Country Nation. Joel Shangle, Dwayne England, joined in the studio this morning by Jared Cady of uh, Get Em Dry Fishing Company. Uh, as you may have noticed on our Facebook page last night, um, we have a, a Wild Country special deal. We'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, but uh, Jared's going to be here. Uh, and he's going to be tying some jigs. And as we uh, did last year, at the end of this, we're mm-hmm. going to see how how many jigs he can tie. Yep. And once we're done with it, we're going to give them away. So yep. do you have any plans at all for what you're going to tie over there? Are you going to just kind of just make it up as you go? I'm going to make it up as I go. We're yep. going to do some standard stuff and some pink, some white, and peach and stuff. Just stuff I usually fish. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Successful. These uh, The uh, the the 12-jig the, the deal that Jared is offering is, uh, like, I'm, I'm calling it your steelhead all-stars. Yeah. Because, it's, are, I mean, it's yeah. pretty much the, I mean, the, kind of the can't miss colors. I mean, the can't miss patterns for, for steelhead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, pretty much all the best colors that I'm running in all water conditions. It's kind of the variety pack for everything you need when you're fishing on your given day when you're running through. We have uh, we have less than balmy conditions, Mister England. You spent some time on the <laughs> river, uh, uh, starting out at 16 degrees yesterday morning as you kind of got yourself ready to go. But uh, it's it's low, it's clear, it's cold, just mm-hmm. as, just as we said it would be. You know, two weeks ago when we looked into this thing, we thought you know we've got this this low clear thing coming yeah. in. And get ready for it. Yeah, and the, and the river, you know, continued to drop. They did. Mm-hmm. I went and hit the Wainuchi, lower Wainuchi yesterday, and Jared was on the upper stretches. But uh, the night before, they bumped the dam just a little bit and it brought it back up to just over 800. But you know, you're nearing. We got some rain finally coming, which we'll get to later on. But uh, you're nearing almost early summer, late spring conditions in that you're that you know seven eight hundred flow gin clear. I mean, wherever there's water, you can see the bottom. It doesn't matter. It's uh it's uber clear. You got to be stealthy. Um, small presentation, stay back. And you know, yeah, it's cold, but I don't mind starting at ten a.m. Not so bad, right? And it yeah, really yeah, did not feel hours. that cold because the yeah. sun was up in pretty much everywhere we went. The sun was on you, so it was uh, it was actually nice. You know, it's so nice. our schedule for the morning, in addition to uh, what we discussed here in studio with Jared, uh, we'll reach out and, and uh, connect with Austin Mosier of Austin's Northwest Adventures. Of course, uh, if you follow him on Facebook or social media, you'll notice that he's already you know he's doing a doing a his usual deal. You he's know, boom pounding J- J- man. January boom pow, yeah. and he's, he's showing us pictures of of awesome coconut out of, oh, out of Roosevelt. Really cool. Yeah, he got, they got into a mess of them yesterday, and it's it's interesting to see the the fish pics with everybody smiling and all bundled up. You can't even see who they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that a man or a woman? Yeah. I don't know. I see a yeah. smile and a bunch of fish and a huge parka of some sort. Indeed. We'll talk to Austin about 6.30 about that, and then from there we'll kind of stay over on the east side. We we tried to connect with uh, with Bill Herzog last week and, yeah. and kind of get his, his perspective on things in his new frozen 509 area code. <laughs> Uh, we're yeah. going to go ahead and talk to Bill yesterday. He actually is available today. So we're going to reach okay. out. We're going to start the new, the news. we'll call it the Zog Vlog. Okay. Going to check in on, you know, kind of whatever is, uh, is, is uh, at the front of Bill's mind. And of all things, ice fishing is at the front of Bill's mind. It's hard. I, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I never thought we'd ever say those words. Wow. But 
At seven forty, at six forty, uh-huh. right? I know, right? Yeah, That's fine. yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, for years he balked at it. He would oh, just balk, you know, balked it, at it. He he ridiculed it. Are you oh, absolutely! Yeah. You must be insane. You must have had a frontal lobotomy. There's <laughs> yeah. no way you'll ever get me out ice fishing. Yeah. Well, I yeah. guess it's all supply and demand with him. That's what so, happens when you uh-huh. when you arrive in the Wenatchee area. Yeah, it's, you know, mm-hmm. negative ten. You got to fit in with the locals. Yes, indeed. So that'll happen at about six forty-five, and then at seven o'clock we'll spend Steelhead Nation discussing the jig. Now this yeah. is a this is a technique that I I would say that it is the most widely used technique. Is that safe mm-hmm. to say? I mean that that, I, I would, that particular yeah. bait, I mean yeah. it is the most widely used. Yeah. I mean and and for those that uh, fish it frequently and correctly, you're probably finding good success and for those that are just learning to fish, you're probably making a few uh mistakes that you don't even know. You don't know what you don't know. It's like put a jig under a bobber and just fish. Maybe you're lucky and find a few, but uh I think uh, throughout Steelhead Nation here in that long segment with mm-hmm. Jared, we're going to yeah. break it down on some do's and don'ts, some colors to choose, and water conditions, and all the highs and lows, and and really kind of break it yeah. down and try to try to focus folks in so they find success. Yeah, we're going to take kind of a two part approach to that. We're going we're going to kind of dissect the jig itself, like just the the physical jig itself, like like why is it that Jared has chosen to do exactly what he's doing right yeah. there? Mm-hmm. He'll explain why, and then we'll go into some more you know you know advanced technique type stuff that'll yep. help you catch more fish. Uh, also, in the uh, second hour, we'll kind of get you spooled up for the inland fisheries ahead for 2017. Now, of course, ice fishing is pretty much it at the moment. Yeah. However, that will change before too terribly long, so we'll get Larry Phillips on to kind of clue mm-hmm. us in on some things to look forward to. Uh, we're doing a repeat of the, the statewide fishing derby, uh-huh. which was a smashing success last year. Huge, we'll get some yeah. details on that. Also, we'll talk a little bit about some changes we've we've alluded to and we've talked to Larry a little bit about uh, the, the the telephone app, and we've mm-hmm. talked to him a little bit about the simplification of the regulations. He's right. going to go into more detail on that yeah. as well. So that's our schedule for the second hour. So we've got a pretty busy show. The phones are going to be we open do. throughout the entire two hours. So give us a call at 206-286-9595. Of course, you can t- uh, text us to 49451. And, of course, the Facebook page is open. By the way, let's jump into the Wild Five on that note. Go to the Facebook page. And take a look at the last two entries. We'll go down to the second to last, which is, of course, the Get Em Dry Jig Special, uh-huh. which we just alluded to. Let's get into more detail. Jared, you're, you're offering 12 jigs, and they're, they're steelhead can't-miss jigs, for $24. Yeah, for $24. Bucks, pretty much, you know, listed price for those is right around $3 wherever you go. Um, so just because I want to give you guys get those jigs yeah, out. Yeah, it, yeah. It gives you a whole range of all different colors to to use uh, for every water condition and um a lot of those jigs i personally use myself every day mm-hmm. you know i'm running mm-hmm. three different colors when i know there's fish around you know it's one thing i do a lot of is when i know fish are here i know they're always in this hole yep i'm gonna run through colors you know a couple passes of each this so. isn't like uh the bargain cave or seconds you know sitting in a bin in jared's garage that he's just trying to unload no, these are like no, his just... top producers that he's willing to let out the door for two bucks per jig in this wild country special 12 jigs 24 bucks Put your order in. So if you go to his website, there's a link on there. You click on yep. that, and it, it takes you to the ordering, and it's all. it couldn't be any easier. Super slick. Go to mm-hmm. getemdry.com, and you can click on there. It says right at the top of the page, there's a link. It takes you there. This this is 24 bucks. That includes shipping and handling. Yeah, that's So basically, the, j- the jigs are 20 and the shipping yeah. and handling. So you're, yeah. you're, you're totally blowing the doors off on this deal. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> you saw how well oh, yeah. uh, the orders came in with the uh, with the choker series that we did last in the last fall. For you, yeah, that did um, great, overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, great. He had no idea that yeah. the that the phone was going to ring so much and the in the website was going to get uh, locked up because of all the orders. So 
Uh, I foresee this going big time here. People better get in on this. Um, you're going to go want to buy these jigs anyway if you walk into Sportco or OE mm-hmm. or you know a mm-hmm. lot of these retail out sportsmen's wherever Jared has his jigs, even down south, Montesano, whatnot. Yep. Uh, they're everywhere, but get them online and have them shipped to you at uh, at the low price of only twenty. Take a bucks. look here. Take a look here at uh, what he includes. I mean, so I mean, just just take a look at the colors: native run, chubby nightmare, dragon fruit. I mean, these are these are legitimately the very best you could possibly get. Your yep. peaches, your pinks, mm-hmm. your reds for clear water, and black. Mm-hmm. You've got it all covered. Your your wildfish colors that are the super contrasty. Yep. You know, for every water conditions, whether it's really gin clear, um, or you're fishing dirty water. So, yeah. You know, I kind of tried to give you a sample of everything, mm-hmm. plus like you know the princess and pinks, and um, mm-hmm. that everybody fishing. So. So we're gonna run this through through the weekend, correct? Yeah. So we've got today and tomorrow. So we're gonna cut it off what at midnight on Sunday. Yeah. We'll cut it off on midnight on Sunday. So go to get them dry. Dot com and you'll see a link. You, you cannot miss it. It's at the top of the page. Takes you straight there. It's super simple. The easy uh, the ordering uh, process is super simple. A couple of clicks and you've got yep. you've got twelve kick ass jigs headed your way. Yeah, can't beat that. Great deal. So speaking of great deals, man, how about this? So we were talking about the Lama Glass Redline series, kind of kind of off the air. Jared, you fished yeah. these for for Chinook, correct? Yeah, I fished them all all fall. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys hooked me up with a good set of. Uh, of red lines and man, I can beat the crap out of them. I and for really a guy to find a durable rod that's uh, that fishes well, you know, it's sensitive enough for when you need it. It's got you know a really nice feel to it. It does everything you want it to do, and yet it's also you know a step up in durability. You're not going to have clients breaking rods, which is yeah. kind of something that happens pretty frequently for sure. a lot of guys that spend sure a lot thing. of time in the water. You get people that don't know how to fish, let alone mm-hmm. fight a fish correctly mm-hmm. with a rod. And a lot of these high modular blanks, man, they're they're fantastic. But you know, you you fight a fish wrong, or you get hung yeah, up, or you yeah. do something, you're snapping rods, and they mm-hmm. cost just too damn much money. Yeah. So these red lines, yeah. And I had one in here a few weeks ago. Talked about it using it for side drifting mm-hmm. and, and even loading it up with braid to you know to increase the sensitivity. But you don't really yeah. need to. It is a really nice rod. And we talked about the handle on these things. The yep. handle, that hand grip where it seats into your palm. Yeah. That, I mean, just for my guys who are casting all day long, right. guys who fish all day long, right. that relief on your grip and your hand is, it gives you an extra couple hours to the end of the day yeah. because you're not if you don't, uh, If you don't fish a lot of spinning rods and you jump on a guy's boat and you fish a spinning rod all day, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that area between your mm-hmm. middle finger and your pointing finger gets a little bit sore. But with this type of grip, the way they've expanded that out and it fits in the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. The pressure rides in the palm of your hand, not between your fingers. And so when you're sitting there, if you're side drifting all day, if you're drift fishing or bobber fit, whatever you're doing, holding that rod all day, I found out, I was like, wow, I have no discomfort in my hand yeah. because of the design on this rod. So if you're watching on Comcast, you've already gotten a hint about this whole deal. Bottom line is that uh, Sportco and Outdoor Emporium are offering to Wild Country listeners only 8888 on any red line rod Ridiculous. you choose, walk in the store. But you ha- here's the deal. You have to go to Sportco. Yep. You have to go to Outdoor Emporium. And the, the easiest way to do this is to go to the Facebook page. I just posted this graphic up. If you're watching it on television, the same graphic is on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Go save that graphic to your telephone. When you walk in and you get the red line rods, the, these, this price will not be listed on signage. You're not going to see it in signage. You're going to walk Correct. in there and you're going to see regular retail price. Grab them, walk up to the counter, and yep. show them the graphic, or or identify that you heard it on Wild Country. But the easiest way to do it is to show them the graphic. Eighty eight dollars yep. for these rods. Yep. I mean that's basically half price. You, Ruff, yeah. Roughly half price. If you don't see this on Comcast and you're getting us via the internet or uh, iHeart, mm-hmm. you can go to our Facebook page. You can literally 
copy. I mean, you could copy that off on your phone, or you know, save it take straight to your phone. Save it straight to your phone, phone and mm-hmm. walk in and show that on your phone. Doesn't matter. You have yeah. the graphic on your phone, or you have a copy of it. Take it in. Eighty-eight bucks. That's a smoking deal. I mean, that is that is worth if you if you're one of the Portland viewers or Vancouver, if you're down south, that's actually worth the drive mm-hmm. to Fife. You're talking about if you go pick up four rods, you've you've saved three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, roughly. Yeah. I mean, and, and because it's on any red line, you could pick mm-hmm. up a steelhead rod now, yep. and you can pick one up for fall salmon. Yeah, yep. they got a rod for every every fishery. They really do. With, it know, doesn't right? just mean because we're steelhead fishing here yep. that you just got to buy a steelhead rod. I mean, look at think about what you might want this next summer or fall. Mm-hmm. Pick that rod up now and just hang on to it for eighty eight bucks. Why wouldn't you do that? We haven't identified exactly how long this this particular deal will last. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is that the supplies will go quickly. So, so don't dally. Don't wait until. Don't think you're going to wait until you know Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. Get in there. If you can get in there this weekend, get in there this weekend. If uh, if you're down south and don't want to make the drive, I'm gonna. I'll check with Gabe. I don't know if they will put that in a tube and ship it, um, because sure. you know in past on some of our specials we mm-hmm. ran uh, exclusively with uh, with Sportcore OE. Yeah, folks have called from Vancouver down in Portland, down in Bend, and they've called up to Sportco and they've ordered stuff and they ship it, which is another option. So. If you're down there and want to get a smoking deal on these rods and uh, know exactly which rod you want, yep, you know, yep. d- by all means, call the store and see what we they better can work check out. on that. Yeah, better check on that. Bottom line: Redline rods from Lama Glass, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. It's a Wild Country special deal. Go to the go to the Wild Country Facebook page, download the graphic on your phone, walk in the store, get the best deal you possibly get. Yep. Uh, item number three, and we have alluded to this uh, on our Facebook page a handful of times. You've seen it kind of all over the web for the past handful of months. But next Friday and Saturday is yeah. the uh, the meeting. The next meeting of the Washington uh, Fish and Wildlife Commission. Saturday is the big day because that's the day that uh, that the discussion about uh, um, sunsetting uh, gillnets in the main stem Columbia River, non tribal mm-hmm. gillnets in the main stem Columbia River, will be discussed. Yeah, there's that's a, now they have a three hour window set aside for this. So sure. obviously they they expect there to be a fair amount of discussion. There will be public input accepted. Yes. starts at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So this this is a bit this is a big deal. This is a date if you can make it if you can get down to Vancouver on Saturday next Saturday mm-hmm. you should do it. It is a big deal, and uh, you know all indications are Washington's going to tote the line and and hopefully mm-hmm. you know go that course. So we had Dave Graybill on a few weeks ago, one of the commissioners uh, uh, from the east side of the state here, and and uh, he he was he was pretty confident it would go that way. Mm-hmm. Not sure what the vote split will be, but the other thing we have going on that I don't think Oregon had going on is you have thirty to thirty four legislators that are on board to say hey. Right. Correct. You will continue to move this forward because we're going to vote yes on uh, increasing fee fee increases, which they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you go buy your licenses this next season, your fees have increased um, substantially. And so this is that, well, if you're increasing my fees, I don't want stuff continue to be taken away. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. an important one that everybody's paying attention to. And as you brought out several weeks ago, Joel, when you we were talking about this, we've been paying that Columbia River endorsement for a number of years. And we're talking millions upon Several millions million, of dollars. Several yeah. million dollars. So mm-hmm. the money is there. It needs to be used accordingly. The upriver uh, programs. Uh, the gentleman I was fishing with yesterday just happens to be a fisheries biologist that works for PUD on the on the east side out of Ellensburg. And he has his hand in a lot of the Colville and Spokane Nation stuff that's going on mm-hmm. with WDFW in uh, some of those upriver programs. We're talking sockeye. We're talking the URBs that they're that they're building out of the uh, Chief Joseph Dam. So a lot of that stuff that's involved up there and the millions of dollars that are being spent, mm-hmm. you know, kind of weighs heavy on this decision-making sure process, sure right? Sure does, absolutely. And, and what the future holds. So, yep. you know, it don't think it's a, it's a done deal. People need to show up down there and show uh, that the sports recreational community is united 
And for those that uh, are willing to do so, get your name signed on the docket, take your 30 seconds, speak in front of, or your three minutes, speak in front of the uh, commission, and let them hear your voice for sure. Next Friday and Saturday, it's a two-day meeting. Of course, uh, the the session that we speak about starts at 10.15. It goes from 10.15 to 1.15 on Saturday. Uh, That is the Columbia River Salmon Reform Policy Review. The uh, meeting is going to be held at the Heathman Lodge in Vancouver. Also, uh, also of interest on Friday at 10:45 yeah. there there will be a discussion about the I guess the well what would you call it uh, <laughs> the open, the open trans- door policy transparency, transparency I guess transparency is the coin word yeah transparency uh, I'm in, heading in down. the North of Falcon process I'm heading mm-hmm. down on, and there's a few guys jumping in with me we're going to carpool on down there for good reason this one here mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not as you and I talked about as well Joel uh, came out of a collective group out of the Grace Harbor area. Some pretty smart fellows down there, some of them with law degrees and whatnot, and they finally looked into some of the laws, Mm -hmm. regulations governing Washington and said, hey, these NOF meetings are supposed to be open public forum. Mm -hmm. Now, albeit some of them are, but this closed-door stuff that's been going on between the state and the tribes for years uh, needs to stop. It's gotten the attention of the state Mm -hmm. as in government. It's gotten the attention of the governor, and it's gotten the attention of the commission. And now it's on the agenda to be discussed. Now— I've been talking to folks like Larry Phillips and a handful of others that work for WDFW. They said, well, uh, we can see the direction that the masses would like this to go. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand, the tribes still have the ability to say, no, we're not meeting in an open public forum. And you, could, you can envision something that the state side of the negotiations would be open public forum with the representatives of WDFW uh, at the NOF table sitting there in a room with would-be audience members. And then in another room is the tribal members who sit on the council that are in negotiation. And you have a go-between person, basically a negotiator. Goes in, talks to the tribe, come back in, sits down in front of the mm-hmm. Washington State Board and says, here's where we're at. Yep. And so you're going to get bits and pieces sure, of it. Sure, sure thing. Why the tribes won't just come to the table in open public forum is beyond me. Now, some say it's because they take such a bashing on all the social media, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're just ridiculed. They're just hated. Yeah, yeah. that that I mean that that part is yet to be determined. But, it is. I mean, that, so that is. you know, but this this is an important move forward when it comes to NOF. If these things do become open public forums, mm-hmm. uh, in that tight niche negotiation between the two entities, we're heading in the right direction. Ten forty five on Friday, the staff report on North of Falcon transparency. So so Friday and Saturday, interesting yeah. topics that, uh, that 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 we've spoken about for several weeks here. They will be uh, they will be discussed at the commission. So if you can get down there, get down there. Yep. Uh, item number four, uh, uh, Thursday the twelfth, uh, the IF four International Fly Fishing Film Festival at Teeny Biggs. This will uh, benefit the uh, coast uh, the Coastal Cutthroat Coalition. Tickets are fifteen dollars. Pre ordered online and uh, honestly. You got to get out to, because Teeny Biggs is closing down too. So there's there's part of the oh. reason why. Oh, uh, International Fly Fishing Film Festival, kind of a cool event. I mean, lots of really good stuff to look yeah. at there. Um, also, pretty well attended. Really good stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, really cool. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's on uh, the the twelfth. That uh, starts at uh, seven o'clock. And finally, item number five, our reset of the reset of the wild country hunt <laughs> yeah. over at the over at the Miller Ranch. So it turns out we made a good choice, Dwayne, we and not and not did. actually going over there and you know and freezing every single one of our digits off this week. Oh, yeah, that'd be miserable. Oh yeah, gosh, right? Uh-huh. right. I'm glad that J- that Gabe checked the weather. I mean, we yeah. didn't. We didn't. We weren't paying attention. We were no. just kind of like, oh, whatever. We're gonna go over there and hunt. 
Well, even like, when I called Scott, he goes, "Oh, let's pull it up here and take a look." And he goes, "Oh, minus six. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like to run the dogs in minus six. No. I go, I don't want to watch you run the dogs no, at minus at six. That's not just cruel." Yeah. So we have new dates: uh, January the thirtieth through February the first. Uh, the cost is the same. It's three hundred dollars. Yep. It, that includes birds. That includes lodging. We'll uh, we'll handle the meals yep. uh, kind of between us as a group. Yep. Bottom line is, it is a it is a smoking deal. You will not get a hunt for cheaper than this. You will not get a better pheasant hunt for cheaper than this anywhere in the country, not just in Washington, but this is just as good as the Dakotas. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're talking three uh, separate hunts. You know, you get to get out on three separate hunts in smaller groups, break out into different fields, uh, you know, bring your dogs. They can sleep in the cabins with us. Uh, more than welcome. Yep. Um, just a really good time, relaxing, 300 bucks. You're going to take home, well, if you can shoot straight, uh, eight or nine birds. And uh, we have yet to have anybody tell us that they had a miserable time. So... And uh, we'll probably be hunting in the snow. It's so cold and, you know, more snow in the forecast, uh, which makes it just even that much more fun. Part so, of the fun of that hunt is absolutely if, it's, if yeah. it is snowy, which we've experienced. Yeah, it's, really, it's really enjoyable. Scott and his staff do a fantastic job. And uh, you will not be disappointed. And it's, it's, you know, $300. You can spend that in two rounds of golf easily. Easily. Uh, and this is here, three hunts, hanging out with some uh, pretty cool dudes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Give Scott a call at 509 <laughs> uh, non-refundable deposit. Uh, spaces are limited. It's $300 total. Again, uh, the dates are January the 30th through February the 1st. Uh, Jared, what have you tied up over there? What have you What have you, ha- what have you some, can produced? Mostly pink and white right now. All right. Um, I see one, two, three, four, five already? Yeah, we got five. All right. Well, it's so, been five minutes, so yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. The yeah. production process is going on. We'll have uh, Jared in the studio for the full uh, next couple of hours. So if you have questions about uh, about j- uh, jig fishing at all, get ready to get them in to 206-286-9595. Of course, the uh, the Facebook page is always open. You can text messages into 49451. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we're going to head over to the 509 area code. We'll get a little bit of a report on those giant kokanee oh, that uh, our buddy Austin Boom mm-hmm. Palmo has been catching right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. On Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Saturday morning, 626 for Saturday of 2017. Happy belated New Year, Wild Country Nation. Uh, Joel and Dwayne, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne this morning, joined this morning, <laughs> joined this morning by Jared Cady. Yes, we of, are. Uh, Get him dry fishing company. Quick reminder again, $24 for 12 of uh, Jared's best. Steelhead jigs and uh, the sweatshop is fully operational again. Yes. What's uh, what's up next there, Jared? What do you what do you so got? I'm going to do nightmare that everybody loves for some reason. You don't really like that, Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a big fan. Matter of fact, you actually hate. How come? This many Why? Fish? Maybe. Yeah, he what? says on one Maybe. hand, and, and all the all the jigs he's fished, don't and all the it. all How many the times have you fished landed? it? This many times. Yeah. Tell me about this many. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had guys fish it in my boat, like you know, and have caught fish, and it didn't. Oh, and did not. But you make the nightmare and the chubby nightmare, I know. which I don't even want to talk about that it's title. I, I don't want to have there. a chubby nightmare. So uh, <laughs> that one there caught my attention. So yeah. what is you just don't you just don't think it produces well? You know that thing really got traction out of the Cowlitz River fishery back in it the eighties. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it was uh, one of the guys down there created it, and uh, it spread like crazy, and everybody's fishing it. I think back then, though, your jig color selection was minimal, pretty, and pretty limited. it was Correct. one of the top producers because mm-hmm. of what was available. Now, fast forward, look at how many you alone have on your website. I think I have 48 colors. It's crazy. Yeah. So there's so many other options being fished. I just don't think the nightmare, it works. Yeah, it works. 
And there's some guys that probably fish it 90% of the time because they have so much confidence. And we all know mm-hmm. if you have confidence in something, you're probably going to find success at some point. So we'll, uh, we'll not have the camera showing your face because he'll be gritting his teeth as he, as he ties this one. It's almost painful, painful for him, for him to, to tie this. Kick it out. Yeah. I got to get rid of some of those marabouns <laughs> and the chenille anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. <laughs> All right. So uh, Austin Boompal Moser, if you've uh, followed him on Facebook, uh, the last handful of years, you know, you've noticed that he's done pretty well on this wintertime dead of winter. Deep freeze fishery over on uh, Lake Roosevelt, and yeah. uh, this this year, Dwayne seems like no exception. Back at it again. Yeah, he jumped into it, and uh, as I, I talked to him a few times as he was getting going over there, and he says, oh, you know, kind of started out a little slow here first couple days, got into a bunch of nice rainbows, and uh, but lo and behold, after he put a, a good couple days in here, he figured out where those kokanee are hanging and how to target them, and man, it's it's on. So Austin, let's talk a little bit, my friend. What's the uh, what's the story on that fishery? I mean, let's let's talk about water levels, water temperatures, location. Kind of run us through the keys to success if you're going to catch kokanee on Roosevelt in the dead of winter. Okay, so so our water is a little bit higher than it was last year. Um, at this time, we we I was I was not finding the kokanee in, in the same areas where I was before. So I kind of moved around a little bit and I keyed in on where they were holding. Um, you know, I'm catching the fish a little bit deeper this time of year uh, for this year um, because uh, once the water starts to drop, it'll push that bait more to the surface and the fish more to the surface. Um, we're catch- I'm catching them about 18 feet down, which is not very deep, but, you know, last year I was catching them about 12 feet to uh, the surface um, this time of year. And, uh, you know, it, we're, we're starting to do good. You know, I haven't had very many days in up here, but... I'm getting some really nice fish. I got uh, the biggest one I got yesterday was 21 and three quarter inches. Oh boy, which is a beauty. Yeah, no doubt. I hadn't seen I hadn't seen one in a while, and I was pretty excited when we got him in the boat. Uh, since I'm uh, just getting started up here, so um, yeah, I'm fishing. You know, my usual program. I got two side planers out, two downriggers, and two flatline rods out the back. Um, I upped my up to my lead to a half ounce lead on my back rods to get it a little bit deeper. And uh, all my rods were producing yesterday and we, we limited in about three and a half hours. It was, it was a great day. So really cold. I uh, just want to let everybody know <laughs> Keller's Ferry, Keller's Ferry uh, boat launch. The water is frozen there right now. Oh, no kidding. launch there yesterday. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I had to move down to spring Canyon and then I ran up Lake, um, which was really cold. It was seven degrees yesterday when we got started. Oh. <laughs> seven <laughs> degrees. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Uh, so cool. uh, let's let's talk proximity or you know location of where you're actually finding fish before we jump into the the, the how tos. So uh, from the dam up to um, that area where we were fishing this last summer, you know June July. Um, are you in between that down below, more closer to the dam, or are you up above that? Uh, what exact area are you targeting? Yeah, yesterday I did good around the Swallow Basin and along the wall below the uh, below uh, Keller there. Okay. Um, you know, kind of kind of in that same area we were fishing last year, right next to you, Dwayne. Yeah. And uh, we were running uh, yesterday. I did really good on corn, uh, dyed pink corn. I was running spinners, um, but you know, I got bit on every rod. So. I got bit on, on plugs, I got bit on spinners, I got bit on flies, um, hoochies and spinners. Um, you know, I, I threw out a bunch of different stuff, and, and uh, everything was getting bit, so that's a good sign. Yeah, you marking? Uh, you must be marking a lot of fish, or are you not marking fish because they're so close to the surface? Uh, I, I don't hardly ever mark fish yeah. up here. When I do mark fish, they're down deep, and I don't even know what they are. Sure. Uh, probably 
uh, rainbows or, or, you know, some other kind of, kind of fish. But, uh, no, this time of year, I don't mark any fish. I don't mark any, any kokanee or anything until later in the year, about the time when you were here. When yeah. We're catching June. Them about 60 feet mm-hmm. deep, so. Yeah, you know, um, that's the interesting thing. I mean, these things are so close to the surface now, as you said, 18, 12, and upwards of the surface when you're flatlining a half-ounce lead. 100, 150 out the back, I'm assuming, is the normal because of water clarity. But, uh, you know, we compare that to our summer fishery and what we know and water temperatures and, and how that affects the way these kokanee respond and, and the depths that they would travel. I mean, I pulled a couple fish out at uh, 85 and 90 feet in August, and in June we were fishing 60 to 75 you know, and 73 seemed to be a pretty common depth for us at times. And just, you know, and here we are way up shallow. Um, and like you said, it's because of the feed. It's, you know, it's where the food is. I, water temperature doesn't matter. I mean, we always want to talk what's the water temperature. But uh, the more I talk to you, Austin, especially this time of year, I could care less about water temperature. They're all congregating in that area because of the feed and they winter. They hold over in the winter there. And uh, you just got to target them at the right depth, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. You know, when that water starts dropping, you know, you get a, you get a foot a day of water drop. That fishing's going to get really good, and yeah. and that's just due to fact all the all their feed is getting uh, sucked down to the dam, so it's congregating the fish. Gotcha. So, what yeah. about uh, okay? So let's talk a little bit about presentation here. You know, troll speed is always important. Uh, these fish are much colder this time of year, a little more lethargic, but yet they're aggressively and actively feeding. What kind of troll speed are we talking compared to what we do in the summer? Similar, same? Um, you know, yesterday I was I started out running like one four, and and it wasn't really producing, and I bumped it up to like one eight, and, and when I hit that one eight, it was like that was the magic number yesterday because wow. the rod started just going off. Um, I even trolled all the way up to like two miles an hour, uh, but that one seven one eight right in there was was dynamite for me yesterday, and. Uh, it, I think it just gets gets the action of your lures bouncing around, and you're covering a little more ground as well. So, so the nice thing is, even I mean, if you want to take the effort to drive over there, and it's really not that bad of a drive, even this time of year, because obviously it hasn't snowed in a while, so the passes are clear, and it's a it's a pretty convenient drive. Uh, um, you know, the the limits are pretty lucrative. I mean, you can keep two of those big wild kokanee, and if you're able to catch some of the hatchery fish, that's a bumper. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the rainbows, too. The rainbow fishing is great this time of year because the fish, again, are up uh, towards the surface. And those rainbows are pretty aggressive. Now, WDFW last week uh, finally enacted that uh, change in regulation where you can no longer keep, because of the protection measures on the red band trout, they don't want you to keep the wild rainbow stock. So has that altered your uh, retention ability on a you know daily basis, or are you mostly catching hatchery fish anyway? Yeah, you know, I went out the other day and we got 20 trout, um, and, and only two of those were, were wild fish. So, um, you know, we have a huge population of hatchery fish in the lake. Um, there is some, some red band uh, wild rainbows uh, mixed in in the group, but it, it doesn't really affect your limits too bad. I mean, we got all our trout the other day in, in like three and a half hours. It was quick, uh, 20, 20 trout limits, and uh, for I mean it's five five per person, but we got twenty. We had that many guys in the boat. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. You know, they they were ranging fourteen to nineteen inches, all the ones that we got that day, and you'll catch some upwards of twenty two, twenty four inches um, if you uh, if you get on a big one. So it's a lot of fun as well. So uh, <laughs> remind everybody again, you have a kokanee limit in a trout limit, or is it a mixed bag? It's a mixed bag. You can have five trout. You can have uh, four. Uh, hatchery kokanee with two wild kokanee, right. or you can have six 
six hatchery kokanee, or just your two two wilds. Yep, and then uh, hatchery rainbow. So you can actually leave with eleven fish if you have a very good day. Exactly per yeah. person. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm saying you know from here on the west side shingle, making that drive over for a bounty of eleven fish. Yeah. Uh, Three to four hour outing is pretty worth it. Lucrative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. No yeah, quality quality we're talking about. Well, and those rainbows, too. They cut mm-hmm. as red as those kokanee. You know, they're not your uh, typical planters, obviously. They've been feeding on similar same stuff that these kokanee are eating and all the all the bugs in there. And so they're they're um, healthy and red, and they actually taste really good. Austin, how long do you plan to, uh, to stay on Roosevelt? You know, I'm going to fish this until, um, you know, March, April. Okay. I'll be over here, uh, and I, I do my walnut trips out of here, too, so... Um, I'll be bouncing back and forth doing walleye banks, and then I'll be doing uh, I'll be doing the kokanee and rainbows on Roosevelt as well, and just depends on what the customers want to do, and and then I stay here till I start sturgeon fishing on the Columbia. So. Yeah. Give uh, Give Boom Pal a call at five zero nine six six eight zero two nine eight. You can go to Austin's uh, Northwest Adventures LLC dot com or follow him on Facebook. Uh, Boom Pal, good talking to you, my friend. Happy New Year. Good luck today. All right, guys. Have a great day. Yep. All right, man. You. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Yeah, so uh, another reason as we uh, move through the first part of this year, Shangle, and we start gearing up for our intended mm-hmm. uh, plan of heading over to Roosevelt in June. Yep. Uh, if we can get that accomplished in the first couple weeks of June, Austin's still in town before he heads to Alaska for the summer. So, and he really wants to be involved with that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, because we're trying to trying to pull that in and put it more as a you know a get together, three day yeah. fishing camp yep. plus a seminar. Uh, I think we'll have Max Luer on board for that. You know, going to confirm that yeah, here shortly, be a- but. It's going to be a really good event. Great I think event. It yep. should be well attended by a lot of us folks here from the west side. Jared got a couple of questions here on the text tool. Uh, asked Jared about the contrasting tuft or fluffy ties next to the jig head. Why? And why, why do you choose the color you choose? So, um, you know, contrast, color choosing, mostly contrast. I'm looking for the thing that's going to be the biggest, boldest, what the heck is that as it's coming by, and, you know, get the reaction bite. Um, as far as tuft goes, why did I put it there? Mostly for scent application, mm-hmm. so I could keep that away from the tail. Right. I mean, with Mar- I run all marabou. Right. And, you know, with marabou is all about movement and getting that most a- action out of that tail. I want to keep all my scent away from the tail. Let's go. Uh, which follows up with does does he use scent or add a piece of bait? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, at different times depending on the fishery I'm in, if I can use bait, I might tip it with prawn or yep. coon shrimp or you know a number of other things. Mm-hmm. You were talking squid. You know some of these guys are squidding right now off the piers and stuff. You know I've done that and been known to do that and go out there and I'll use squid tentacles. Oh yeah. That up, you know and then you know tip my jigs with that. Which too. is about the most durable, you know, yeah. tippet of bait mm-hmm. you can put on there because yeah. that little string of squid will last all day. It holds its sand. It's like you know uber strength rubber and it doesn't go anywhere and it doesn't offset the balance of your jig as much as like a chunk of prawn and stuff like that right, it's yeah, so low chunk, profile the bigger the chunk you know the obviously it's going to tilt yeah I, I think what we're going to do with those jigs we're going to we're, we're going to award those to whoever asks the best question that's i think, that, I think the bottom line is if you've got yeah. a question for jared about jig fishing that that's how we're going to give that that pilot when he's done tying today how, how many did you do last do you remember how many you tied last year I think like 25 20, yeah, yeah, yeah 25 over 20 to 30 between 20 like and 30 mm-hmm. yeah all right all right if you have a question, so right out of the gate, we have a, a leader. So you have to ask questions. Go to the <laughs> Facebook. Go to the Facebook page. Go to the text. Text us to four nine four five one. You can call us two zero six two eight six ninety five ninety five. What we deem as the best yeah. question, we'll prize you up with whatever it is that Mister Katie ties here. Well, and sign your name to your text just for yeah, our exactly. convenience. And also, if you do uh, want to step it up in your game a little and make that call, you're mm-hmm. probably going to get a little extra bonus points. Mm-hmm. Right, to, I'm already you know, halfway yep. to twenty because it's easy least. to, it's it's pretty <laughs> easy moving. to text something in. So 
but uh, you got to have a few stones to yeah. call in early morning on the radio <laughs> That's show. Right. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, it's the Zog Vlog. That's right. Bill Herzog talks about ice fishing. What? Right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. So the text number is 49451. Things got pretty active there in between Just a little the, bit, uh, the breaks huh? real quick. Yeah, we got yeah. a handful of phone lines going here too. So we have we have questions. Uh, okay. At the end of this whole thing, we're going to we're going to prize the very best question up with whatever it is that uh, Mr. Katie ties here. Uh, we've got a couple quick ones. Dwayne, you want to go ahead and get to one of those real quick here before we jump into what uh, Sure. My question on jigs is on the knot. I feel that I'm not getting the proper look in the water with the knots I have tried, uh, Chris Markham. So I get in at the break. I just kind of mentioned this real mm-hmm. quick, Jared. A lot of guys will tie a knot on there, and uh, they constantly complain that it slips. It forces their jig to hang vertical. They constantly got to roll their knot forward to get it to hang perpendicular. You know, what's the uh, what's the answer for that one? So typically when I find this matters the most when your jig is riding correctly is when you're in really slow water, like we've been having really low yeah. water, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they get a lot of time to study that jig, and you want as much movement on that jig as possible to make it look as natural as possible. Sure. So what I've been doing um, is put a loop knot on it. Just tie a basic loop knot. Um, I don't really know what the name of the loop knot is other mm-hmm. than tie a loop knot. It's going to allow that thing to just you know have a gyroscope on it and and move around whenever the current pushes it left, right, up, or down. So loop knot is in you're just tying it on the eye, or you're actually taking one wrap around, like uh, around around the head, around the shank of the hook, right and back eye. through, right through the eye. Loop right knot. The eye. Okay. It's gonna allow the 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 hook point to ride up a little higher. Because you know another common problem too is guys will hang a chunk of bait off of the back of that thing, right. and then you're pretty much hanging it vertical then anyway. Mm, straight up. Thing. Yep. So. And fish do bite it. I, I I fished with Brad Wagner over in the Upper uh, Columbia. Mm-hmm. And the guy hangs like a prawn tail on his jig, and that jig is completely straight up and down. Yeah. And fish were biting <laughs> it. I was shock. like, what a shock. this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But they they're biting like it, you know. I think they're yeah. going after the bait. It's basically a colored up uh, bait holder is right, what it was. For sure. It really wasn't yeah. a jig. While we're, uh, while we're talking about that uh, part of the state, uh, so uh, uh, we're well aware of the fact that, that, that Herzog has sort of stretched his leg in the stillwater fisheries. Dwayne, I mean, he's talked a little bit about, actually he's talked a lot about, yeah. since he moved to the Wenatchee area, he's talked mm-hmm. a lot about, you know, the, the lakes he fishes and so forth. What happens when those lakes freeze? I'm kind of curious. Bill, what does happen when yeah. those lakes freeze? What, what does happen when those lakes freeze over? Well, you sit in your vehicle and watch a guy standing on the ice and you sip coffee and you laugh really loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do primarily. Uh, hey, Dwayne, were you talking about golf earlier? Really? <laughs> uh, I may have slipped a golfism in there, golf, uh, you know, yeah. which is a complete and utter waste of money. So why not take right. that money and go down to Sportco and buy yourself a fishing rod for exactly. 88 bucks? Well, right? Exactly. Oh, n- nice segue. Hey, I got a, a tip on keeping that jig notch, by the way, yeah. sure. that I that I learned over here. I was overhearing a guy down there at uh, the sports shop down here. A guy was talking about the same thing, and he says, well, what I do is I tie five or six knots i tie a knot cut right. it off tie right, a knot right, on the right. eye cut uh, it so yeah. it, you fill that up with monofilament yeah and it stays stays notched yeah how about that yeah hey, somebody put yeah. that on uh-huh. facebook a while ago and they had a picture of it and yeah it takes you you know three or four knots to fill up the gap on yep. that but once you have that in right. place you're right bill it's not going to slip anymore because it can't well speak speaking of slipping this is something <laughs> <we're hitting>. <laughs> another <laughs> segue but crampons are your friend yeah Hey, I tell you what, that's not a bad idea. Right. Especially if you're of a certain age, oh, yeah. Wayne, as we are. Oh, well, you end now, up in the home. Yeah. 
Yeah, Joel will be there shortly. Oh, yeah. So hang on, Joel. Get You're almost there. there. But uh, back to the ice fishing thing. Of course, this is something that I <clears throat> thought it was only for alcoholics and, uh, and <laughs> geezers way Geezer. back in the day. But uh, I'll tell you something. It's, uh, it's so effective. We have four or five lakes over here. And this is a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. I'll t- yeah. uh, Roses Lake is the number one ice fishing lake we have over here. It's by Chelan. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got the, if you want to take the family, you got Chelan. There's a lot of stuff to do, even this time of year. They have even have wine tours in the middle of winter, by oh, the way, mm. <laughs> sticking on the alcohol program. But uh, you want to go, uh, there's sometimes, there's 100 guys on that lake fishing. It's crazy. There's guys uh, drilling holes all over the place. And uh, so I had to watch. I'm, I watched one day when I went over there. I didn't fish. I had to go see what was going on, so I watched this one fella just hauling trout out of the out of the ice uh, right in front of the launch, just like uh, a tuna fisherman on commission. Yeah, really fun to watch. So I walked over and talked to him, and the guy was just—he was just like Carl Bill Murray from Caddyshack. It was wonderful. The guy just—he was talkative, and by the way, it was it was eleven degrees. You <clears throat> really, you guys can't come over. Come on, it's five degrees this morning. Now put some clothes on. Perfect. Come on over here. Yeah, he was. Anyway, I'm talking to the guy, and he goes, let me tell you something. He goes, you got to have a jig. He had a little one sixteenth ounce, a uh, little tiny jig. Yeah. And it was, a, and it was, tell Jared it was a nightmare, by the way. Oh, it was. <laughs> hey, of course it was. A little tiny sixteenth ounce nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And he had it tipped with uh, either a salmon egg or a gulp maggot, and the guy's standing going, now here's your deal. You don't want to jig it up and down. Everybody's jigging it up and down. You hold it really still, and you put the line, you see. He grabs the line between his thumb and his forefinger, and he starts twisting it back and forth. He goes, you got to do a little chubby checker down there. Little chubby checker back and forth. You know? so you, you Here it goes. Not, not, you know, not up and down. Right. Chubby checker. Chubby yeah. checker. Oh, doing the chubby twist. Checker. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> chubby <laughs> was, checker. Uh, yeah, and he was, kill- he was killing him. He was just That's yanking funny. these things up. Well, the WDFW, they plant like 16,000 rainbow in there in November in anticipation for this very ice fishery. Ice yeah. yeah. And these are beautiful rainbows, dude. They're 13 to 18 inches, big fatties. And nice. And everybody's catching them. Guys use a bunch of, you name it. They even jig spinners. They use power bait and worms. And the guy, by the way, the guys using worms, <clears throat> keep the worms in a small cooler with a hand warmer so they don't freeze. I so, believe it. Yeah, you you keep your worms warm. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's a lot. Well, we, a four-pound test, what a life stuff. Sure. We, we drive, so we, when we, speaking of the whole Miller Ranch, when we drive past Moses Lake, yeah. we're driving past Moses Lake, and you look out to your left, and there's, there's people a bunch of people there. out there. A bunch of shanties. Giggle at them a little bit, but yeah. mm-hmm. why is it? I mean, east, east of the mountains, this yep. is part of the, I mean, and here's the thing about it, Bill, this is this is a little bit of a cultural thing, right? Either either you either you, either you do it, or you flat out just don't, mm-hmm. period. There, there's no gray area. No. It's either you ice fish, or oh, you just no. don't. And maybe you've tried it, and you're like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Or maybe you've tried it, and oh. you're like, yeah, man, it's a great time. And yeah. I mean, it, to me, it sounds like a great way to spend a day. Uh, you go out yeah. there, a bunch of guys hanging out, drilling holes in ice and, uh, you know, setting thing. up their little shanty. Uh, I can mm-hmm. foresee in a, fu- in a couple of years, Bill, you'll have your uh, you'll actually have your shanty you pull out there on a trailer and drop off for the winter. And uh, you yeah. and a couple of the other old timers around the town, grumpy old man, get to, you know, stoke your fire and uh, be fishing your ice hole. So, yeah. Yeah. Do we need to talk about the uh, proper methods of keeping your ice hole clean or can you not talk oh, yes. about that? OK, as, as a matter of fact, you want to keep your ice hole nice and clean, Dwayne. Here's what this here's what this guy was doing. I don't know about the uh, ecological impact on this, but everybody seems to do the same thing. They take a, they take isopropyl alcohol, 90% isopropyl alcohol, which freezes, by the way, at 128 degrees below zero. Right. And, and they spray it 
on the hole to keep the ice from reforming. Oh, that makes sense. It's, it, yeah. And they put it on their, up on their rods, too. Brilliant. I mean, it's, it's something the steelheaders could probably get a tip from this. Ah, Jared's eyes just got guide. wide open. Like, He's ding, like, oh, yeah. I need to be putting that on the guides. Yeah. 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 Good, good man. tip, man. Isopropyl alcohol, just take a little uh, little spray bottle, a little tiny spray bottle, and go, you know, and just hammer, and it, your stuff doesn't freeze. It's amazing. Is that? Yeah, uh, sure. Did you know that yeah. before you moved to the east side, or is that one you picked up here I, in the last month? I did not. You know, nobody oh. knows more than all of us, right? Right, right. So yeah. I, learned, I learned that when I got here. Yeah. Oh, that's Pretty a great cool. tip. A cool tip, man. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, see, I'm full of good information. Yeah. In the morning, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you know, something else happened over here, uh, Lower Rufus Woods by Chief Joe. We talked we talked to Austin about the kokanee fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kokanee fishing down by the can line has been very good. Oh, really? I, talked to an, I, I was down there plunking power bait. Yes, that's what I was doing. Down there by Chief Joe, and I was catching a couple nice uh, triploids. Yeah. And the guys were out there out in front trolling for kokanee, and they're 16 to 18 inches in lower oh, wow. right now. Yeah, well, guys are getting about the same depth, about 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and trolling upstream with the current. Pretty cool stuff. The, nice. Uh, see. And uh, Rocky Ford Creek is also open water. I was in a freighter. I had to go. My, my bank is in a freighter, by the way. i got to drive 50 miles to the bank. That's convenient. <laughs> and, uh, and the little fly shop there, I'm in there, and here comes two dudes. It is 11 degrees out, and while I'm in there, here comes two guys in waders. And I'm like, all right, you guys are, what in the hell are you doing out there? And they're fishing, they're fishing Rocky Ford Creek fly fishing this time year, chronomid fishing, and catching huge rainbows, you know, wow. four, five, and six pounds. Yeah, so that's happening now, too. So it's not all uh, it's not all looking out the window and going, oh, we can't wait for April. So right. there's stuff to do here. There's so this plenty is, to do. This is our new plan for Bill, by the way. Right, this right. Is, so, so this is mm-hmm. sort of the the uh, the radio version of the Zog blog. We're gonna yep. call this the Zog vlog because Vlogs. we are on video. So we are so, video. Yeah. So we'll check in with you every every now and then, Bill. I think you're probably headed back over to this side of the hill sometime. I hope sooner rather than later because we need to we need to get you in the studio. It's sure, it's warm in here. Well, yeah. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be over uh, the. Uh, the uh, Piallop Sportsman Show Figured is so. soon, okay. and I'll be over. The, I'll be over there hanging out with Big Jared the, uh, and uh, doing some stuff for Perfect. whatever I do. And uh, I'll be a happy to stop by, fellas. Yeah, yeah. appreciate that. Uh, yeah. You'll be in your yeah, Saturday man. morning, then the weekend of the show. That's for sure. All right, man. I'll bring. My, I'll bring my isopropyl alcohol. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Stock up. We expect you to bring us some. Bill is good to hear your voice, my friend. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Talk Take care. You guys later. Be yeah, cool. Yeah, see you. Bye. Just never know where it's going to go. It's unscripted, just, they're, unrehearsed. There's just no words for what no. just happened. No words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The chubby check. All right. So for, uh, for Stephen Ferndale, Joel, and Brentwood, uh, hang tight. We're going to get to these questions. We've got questions for Jared. Of course, uh, this next segment is the best time to do it because we're going to talk jig fishing for the next, I, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes yes, here on uh, Steelhead yeah. Nation when we return to Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest.